Violet's Progressive Party. Hey, welcome, Wendy. How's it going? Welcome, Robert. How are you? You having a little bit of technical difficulties right before we went on? Still am. Well, you'll be able to fix it. I have faith. I have faith. I just am checking the Facebook Live to see if we're if we're on live. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like a computer of ours crashed right just before we were going on. Yeah. So I'm looking real quick here. Sometimes things happen like that, right? I know. And it's uh, we have a lot of people who watch us on Facebook. So if they don't, um, their station doesn't come in clear or they um, can't watch us right now sometimes they'll go back and and watch us and listening listen to us on facebook so it is important for us to get that up and running but um yeah it looks like we are running i'm not sure if the audio is coming through could you tell everybody uh wendy why i'm just going to take a quick check here and what the show is going to be about today well i wanted just to talk about um Someone we're having on the show, Dr. Alita Baroud, and she's running for state Senate in uh, 26. And I just have her bio here that I'm going to read. Uh, Dr. Alita grew up in Williston, uh, North Dakota, a land now ruined by the Bakken fracking industry. In addition to her love of communing um, with bison in the Badlands and listening to Coyotes Howl, she is also has a deep reverence for our vanishing wild spaces farther west and mourns how Wyoming has changed by the fossil fuel industry. As a doctor trained in public health, she understands that we cannot continue on this path as a state and country putting industry profits over the health of our land and people. Climate change is a public health emergency immediately threatening our health due to wildfires, floods, excessive heat, and vector-borne diseases. We must transition aggressively to a carbon-free future. She has been a longtime friend of the environment involved with and supporting many environmental organizations such as Earth Justice, 350.org, MN350, Sierra Club, and Land Stewardship Project. She is endorsed by the following science and environmental organizations. This is impressive. MN350 Action, Sierra Club North Star Chapter, DFL Environmental Caucus, Land Stewardship Action, uh, Bound- Boundary Waters Action Fund, Friends of the Bounty Waters uh, Action Network, Conservation MN Voter Center, and 314 Action. Uh, so it sounds like she has a lot of people backing her up and that she really does care about the environment. And it is really sad um, what happens um, from fracking and other things that are happening in our um, environment right now. Um, we're also having uh, Jenny, and I hope I'm not going to mess up her last name too much, uh, Borgo, uh, and she's going to be talking to us on uh, and about the Wall of Forgotten Natives. And if you remember, those are uh, homeless uh, people. They're mostly Native American people on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. Uh, and they're set up right there now in tents. Uh, and uh, we're hoping that, um, you know, they'll be able to find a permanent shelter. And I know that there's a lot of groups out there working to try to uh, get uh, people placed into in home. So uh, she's going to be talking to us about about that. And um, I think Robert is just about set up here with our Facebook and we are going. It looks like we're almost there. How are we doing there, Robert? Pretty good. I think uh, people that are on the other Facebook uh, should jump onto the the new one that we just put up because okay. the audio didn't sound good, and okay. I just did it with the laptop. There you go. But hey, you know what we should do? We should get the guest on right now. Awesome. Uh, so we're going to have Dr. Alita uh, Barud. Is she the first guest today? Fantastic. Let's uh, hear from Dr. Alita Barud. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I first want to just acknowledge that currently I am on the land of the Oshedi Shakawin, 
and running to represent people here in Rochester, Stewartville, Dover, Yoda, and the surrounding territories. And that, you know, when I say I grew up in the West, I know that I grew up on the land of the indigenous people of the three tribes, Mandan, Hidatsa, and Arikara. Mm-hmm. And that I also have ancestors who I know homesteaded on land that had been Shanti and, and later owned by the Arikara. So I acknowledge, you know, that heritage um, and who owns that land, and that I'm. I think when I say this, it's to acknowledge that really we are all transitory on this land, you know, and that yeah, I think it. Yeah, and I, I I look at where we are right now in this particular moment, um, and that I think we can find our way forward if we can defeat the kind of blinding that comes from the white supremacist culture that uh, that we've all been immersed in and come to understand and heed the wisdom of uh, people who have faced 500 years of uh, genocide and yet are not extinct. This is wisdom that I think that we can all learn from about how we move forward past our kind of extractive and consumptive ways. Mm-hmm. We need to leave the black snake in the land. <laughs> that's right. The black no snake. Dabble. That's right. Needs to stay. Could you tell us a little bit about how um, the is it back in back in fracking? Um, Bakken. Yeah, the Bakken. Bakken. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not yeah. my New York accent. That's saying that it's how I can't pronounce the the thing. Um, how it has you know um, detrimented the land. Yeah. Well, you know, I, 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 again, I grew up there, and it, and it was, um, you know, at, at one point there was more um, diverse farming. Um, people uh, grew uh, lots of different kinds of small grains, and now it's it's um, mostly monoculture uh, cropping. It typically, you know, and I inherited a farm that my father had. It's Durham and Canola. But, of course, the Bakken is one of the largest uh, kind of reservoirs of uh, oil in North America, you know, besides that in Texas and in Pennsylvania area. And so, and I think it currently has, recently has been the number two producer of oil um, in North America. So it, it has totally transformed the culture of that place. Um, it's brought in all the uh, people from all over the country. Um, there were all the man camps. Um, you know, I, I, I know that there's uh, that this has probably contributed to uh, the murders and, and missing Indigenous women uh, in North Dakota because of the fracking industry there. Um, you know, people who are making a lot of money and don't, uh, you know, are, don't have roots. I think that's changed somewhat more recently. Um, but again, we're now in this boom and bust culture where the companies that set up there, um, many of them have gone bankrupt, have bought, been bought out. There's restructuring the whole oil industry. Um, and so it's not um, different than the fight that I see against line three, you know, this infrastructure um, that uh, built by companies that are way over leveraged and will never be able to um, pay for the damage that they're going to do and that they are doing to our land. You know, I, I know on my farm we suffered a huge um, wastewater brine spill and of course, you know, we were told, well, we replaced the dirt. Well, dirt does not equal soil. I've been a, a, a board member and a leader in the Land Stewardship Project, and that's something that we understand, the complex biology of, of, of soil, um, that, you, you know, you can't just um, uh, poison dirt and think that it can actually grow us something healthy that we can eat. Exactly. So so that that's the heritage I come from and yet, you know, I have a deep deep sense of place. Um it's in my bones, the prairie and the badlands. 
and it and when I the last time I went out there, all I could see were um, flares from uh, wells because they just flare the natural gas because it's uh, it's it's too expensive to um, try to harvest the natural gas, so it's just flared. So you see flares flying all over the the countryside. It's utterly heartbreaking. I'm, I'm sure it is heartbreaking. And um, when Robert and I were in uh, Standing Rock and we were, you know, fighting against uh, the pipeline there, um, you know, we realized that uh, they did not want to put the pipeline through the middle of a, a you know, the city. And so they decided right. that there the the least amount of friction that they were going to get was going to be put, you know, through that um, reservation, um, and it was really sad. And we we spent quite a bit of time there, uh, peaceful protesting. Um, you know, none, nobody had any weapons, and and we were preyed upon by, um, you know, the police who had uh, big Humvees and uh, you know water. Pistols yeah. and rubber bullets and uh, uh, um, gas. They gassed us, and it, it was really a very scary thing. And um, I think that we just have to keep up the good fight and just keep keep doing what we're doing. And um, we always appreciate um, uh, people who are running for office who really care about the environment. So it's a pleasure, really, to have you here, um, and we support you. Thank you so much, and thank you for the resistance that you've showed. I think, you know, right now it's really clear, as I was saying before, you know, who is going to lead us forward into a different understanding of our relationship with with the earth. And I, I know that in the last couple of years, one of the persons who I felt, you know, gave me a really transformative understanding, a visionary understanding, was Leanne Betta, uh, Betta uh, sorry, Betta Mosaki Simpson. You know, yeah. she, in terms of just an understanding that... Um, Again, that we are transitory uh, in this place, um, that people, that indigenous people have survived, indigenous people have an understanding of the right relationship with the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's, then it's no accident who has led in the fight to save the earth, That's save waters, point. save our land. Yeah, we've been listening people. to... Dr. Alita Baroud, um, and she is running for State Senate 26. Uh, Dr. Alita Baroud, could you come stay stay with us? We just have to take a quick commercial yep. break. Thank you very much. And you're listening to Pilots Progressive Party, and we'll be back after this short break. Located just north of 50th in France, the Great Wall Restaurant has provided a delicious taste of authentic Chinese cuisine since 1981. Specializing in Sichuan and Peking dishes, they offer one of the most extensive menus in the Twin Cities. Favorites include hot and sour soup, pan-fried dumplings, and mushu pork with homemade Chinese pancakes. Stop by their Edina location or call for takeout at 952-927-4439. See the full menu at greatwallrestaurant.us. Are you remote workers putting your company at risk? Not sure what steps to take to secure your data? Hi, Mark Sommerfeld from Rymark. The Rymark team is guiding our clients through these difficult times. In fact, demand has been so high, we created an easy-to-follow guide with the five steps to securely work from home. It's yours free. Download our five steps to securely work from home now at rymarkit.com or call 651 328 8900 for a no-cost how-to discussion. Hey, Kudigi to everyone. This is Robert Pilot of Native Roots Radio Network. In 2017, as a response to the shocking events that transpired at Standing Rock and the lack of accurate and honest information coming from local and mainstream media, we felt we had to do something about it. That is why we created Native Roots Radio, then Pilot's Progressive Party, and finally, 
the new Native Symposium, we're still here. These shows have been supported by local businesses, and as you all know, unfortunately, they are no longer able to support us during this difficult time of the pandemic. This is why I'm here today to ask you for your support. We feel it is so important to continue to bring this important information to you. Your support will help continue production and airtime costs. So please, if you can, visit Patreon Native Roots Radio Network and help in any way you can. Pinigi, and thank you for your support. Buy appliances below cost during Warner Stellion's Real Deal Clearance Sale. Hundreds of yellow-tagged appliances below cost, plus free installation on Bosch cooking pairs. Open a Warner Stellion card and get 24 months financing on top-rated LG packages, plus a $50 bonus. And visit warnerstellion.com to sign up for $100 in extra savings. Buy appliances below cost at Warner Stellion's three-day-only Real Deal Clearance Sale, Saturday through Monday. Welcome back to Pilot's Progressive Party. Hey, welcome back. I'm back. Uh, no Facebook Live today. Oh, you were gone? I, I didn't even <laughs> notice, Robert. Well, thank goodness you're here. <laughs> now, you know, everyone knows you're retiring, so we know that you will be taking over all my shows That's right. while I go back to work. Taking so, over everything. Yeah. Thank you so much, Wendy. Uh, it's always great to have you as an anchor, and uh, you see me sweating through these long locks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, hey, Let's let's keep going here. Yeah, we're talking to Dr. Alita Borud, and she's running for state senate uh, twenty six, and here she is. And um, Dr. Alita Borud, we'd like to know what other issues are important to you, and what kind of made you want to run. Yeah. Okay. Well, I um, was involved with racial justice. from the 70s, um, I organized against the Klan, against police murders of black people in New York, um, and that kind of was what um, kind of motivated me to always become an activist, be in service. Uh, there's a certain point I sa- said to myself, well, I need to, you know, plant myself in a career. I followed my father into medicine. He was a family doctor out there on the prairie. Um, went to medical school in North Carolina, um, came back to Minnesota where my family um, was, um, trained at the Mayo Clinic, spent 20 years there, um, did work such as, you know, uh, working in uh, clinics for our climate refugees, our Guatemalan climate refugees out in Worthington and Free Clinic in Ro- Rochester. But I always felt called back to... Um, doing justice work, economic and social justice work. Um, after I left Mayo um, in uh, early uh, 2015, uh, I started back in that work, um, deeply um, doing um, healthcare advocacy with land stewardship project, but also doing work in support of our immigrant um, community in Rochester with Isaiah, Minnesota. Um, I've uh, so I one of the transformative experiences I had was being a part of what was called um, our Minnesota Future Coalition in 2018. That was a large coalition of uh, organizations, people's organizations, that realized that if we did not elect um, a Democratic governor, we would go the way of Wisconsin. Um, so people really came together around the Greater Than Fear campaign, and I was really a part of that and continued to do the organizing over the last couple of years um, and really never thought about running for office, but then it became clear that in Rochester we need new leadership. We need somebody who believes in science, somebody who is committed to community, uh, somebody uh, who will put the needs of people for health care, for housing, uh, for uh, a secure economic future, you know, ahead of any kind of partisan political uh, interests. So this is really what led me to run for office. So the the thing that I really will commit to is that I believe everybody deserves 
health care without exception, mm-hmm. especially in this COVID-19 environment. No one, no, no one in our communities can be safe unless everybody has access to the basic health care they need. And people cannot be safe unless they have housing. That is, that is absolutely critical. So these are two things that I, I think are essential to fight for. But clearly, we are facing um, mass extinction of species and we're facing an existential threat to our existence if we don't tackle climate change. Um, this is not a. This is not something that we do after we do something else. It's it's absolutely got to be part of how we find solutions to move forward, um, especially when it comes to housing. I know one of the failures of this um, last um, period was uh, not passing a bonding bill, and in that there was money for affordable housing, for rehabbing and creation of new affordable housing. But when we do that, we need to commit that that housing is energy efficient and, and is close to zero emissions, you know, and re- has renewable energy or electricity sources as we can possibly get. So this is, you know, this is part of my commitment. We need to act on climate change. It's a health emergency. And then we need housing and everybody needs health care. Wow, that's that's right on. I'm wondering if you could... Uh... Uh, tell everybody what your uh, website is and how we can support you and how we can uh, maybe give money towards your campaign. Can you just give that to our to our audience real quick? Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, and I would say the thing that we need help with most really is people to phone bank with us, and I've got people who phone bank from all over Minnesota, so mm-hmm. you don't need to live in Rochester. But my my campaign website is just simply alita a l e t a the roman or the i mean the the number 4 mm-hmm. mn senate alita 4 mn senate.com and if you just you know google alita for mn you'll probably get there <laughs> <laughs> well we're really excited that you're on um it's real uh, I've been uh, struggling with uh, some technical things, and Wendy's been asking you questions, but I've been listening, and it's so interesting how um, parallel you are with Wendy. Wendy's a pharmacist uh, uh, retiring soon here from the University of Minnesota, and all the things oh. that you talk about, you both uh, align really well. So this has been really fun for me to listen. Yeah, especially the animal part. I'm like a very big animal activist and uh, supporter of animals, and I always like to see humane bills being passed uh, in the mm. legislature to help animals. So it sounds like we have you on your on our side here, so I'm really happy to hear that. Well, I, I, I would hope so, and I would think so. Yeah. Right. So, and then, so I'm great. very honored that you would have me on. Well, we, we want to have you on again, too, real soon, uh, if you have the capacity, because this is really, you know, like Wendy was saying, up our alley, and we really uh, support you and want to really, uh, the people that are supporting you and endorsing you is very impressive. They uh, align with us, too, and uh, this show. So uh, this is Pilots Progressive Party, and we're being progressive with you. <laughs> okay. Because we didn't get to a lot of things like climate, racial justice, how that, that intersection of between climate and racial justice in a yeah. deep way, as well as, you know, other priorities of how we can actually get to where we want to go. And I do, the one thing I do know about is soil health. Is what? Land stewardship, soil health. Oh, yeah, soil, soil health, health yes. yes. From my work with uh, Land Stewardship Project, which I'm very proud of, um, they're they're doing good work. And one of the things that um, we did as a board was acknowledge and uh, that if there's land that's been given to um, Land Stewardship Project um, that is in um, you know that was ceded that was territory that was ceded by um, our current indigenous nations that we would and could be used by those nations that this is something that we would um, like pursue returning that land 
Yeah, I like to, I like to hear that I'm Native American too. <laughs> so that's awesome to hear. Uh, yeah. You know, when you, it, it, I've looked at your website and it's really put together well, and it really uh, really spells out a lot of things. So people need to come go to your website if they're interested, and also if they're interested in helping. Uh, do you have a Facebook too? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's the same thing, Alita for uh, MN Senate. Wow. Well, this has really been great, and uh, I think we we should try and reach out to you again and have you on real quick before the election. That'd be wonderful. Thank you so much Um, for spending time with us today. We really appreciate it. No, thank you. It was terrific. All right. We'll talk to you soon. That was... Alita Borud, Dr. Alita Borud, and she's running for state senate. Uh, District 26 District down 26 there in Rochester. In Rochester, yeah. Wow. So. Well, here's another bang-up show. You're listening to Pilots Progressive Party, and we'll be right back with uh, an update on the uh, Wall of Forgotten Natives. The number one source of the Twin Cities Gay Scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ Media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. Bovag Plumbing in Prior Lake reminds parents, you should be talking to your children about the dangers of drugs. For information or if you need help, call the Center for Substance Abuse Treatment. This message from Bovag Plumbing in Prior Lake, the local plumbers you can trust for honest, professional, and affordable service. They're licensed, bonded, and insured for your protection. Visit online at bovag.com or call Joe at 440-3792. Doing their part in the fight against drug abuse. Nightingale at 26th and Lindale is open for in-person service. They have a lovely socially distanced patio and interior available for safe and thoughtful dining and drinks. Nightingale has reservations via resi.com with plenty of tables and bar spots saved for walk-up reservations. Nightingale's temporary summer hours are Sunday through Thursday from 4 to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday 4 p.m. to midnight. Last call for full menu 30 minutes before close with curbside takeout by calling 612-354-7060. Info, menu, and updates at nightingalempls.com. Hi, this is Chad from AM950. With the recent round of storms that came through the Twin Cities, some of you may have sustained damage to your roofing, siding, or windows. Call Snap Construction, the company we trust, to see if you sustained damage. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed roofing, siding, and window company in the metro. Ryan, how are you able to help people that may have had damage from these storms? Well, Chad, with experience, we've helped thousands of Minnesotans with their storm damage claims. If you suspect your home has damage or was denied in the past, give us a call for your free inspection. It can take up to a year for hail and wind damage to reveal itself. The insurance process can be complicated. We make it easy. We use the same costing software that all insurance companies rely on. As always, we stand behind our work with a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee. Don't wait. Call us for your free estimate or inspection today. 612-333-SNAP. 612-333-SNAP. AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Clear skies overnight tonight with a low of 42, then sunshine on Thursday with a high of 62. We've had some strong storms with damaging hail come through the metro recently. Trust the locally owned Snap Construction for a free and thorough property inspection. Call 612-333-SNAP or visit snapconstruction.com. Welcome back to Pilots Progressive Party. Hey, welcome back, Wendy. Yeah, welcome back. I went from one studio <laughs> upstairs, my office, walked down the stairs into yeah. the studio downstairs where the we have flames. the radio. <laughs> and I haven't left the house all day. Uh-huh. And if I knew that this Facebook thing was going to crash, I wouldn't have done my hair or put makeup on. But, well, I can um, still try and go Facebook with my phone, but oh, the audio won't sound okay. good. Okay, well. Yeah, I know. 
Well, we were supposed to be talking to Jenny Biorgo, and she was going to give us an update on the Wall of Forgotten Natives on Franklin Avenue, but I think we can't get in touch with her. So we're just maybe gonna... after break, I'll try and give her a ring and yeah, run we'll her through chat our for board. A while. Yeah. And I love that we have. Um, people who are running for office who are really aligned with um, the environment, the land, the soil. I really haven't really heard anybody talk about the soil, uh, but that is so important. Um, and that uh, health care, I think it's such a huge, huge. Well, we found that out, didn't we? Yeah, Since we sure COVID. did. Yeah. What, so, uh, you know, if sure. anybody and wants. she loves animals. So I'm really, yeah, it's I'm really cool. Yeah. Let me do this real quick, Wendy, because mm-hmm. I know I get boring. So why don't we, uh, if anybody wants to call in, it's 952-946-6205. That's 952-946-6205. And I think after the show, I'm going to get a new computer there for the live stream, huh? I guess that's what you're going to have to do since this one crashed. It's but, crashing. But. It keeps on crashing. We're looking at it, turning on and off. So, Wendy, you're retiring. You're down to uh, one work few, day of one more working. One work day with patients. And then the rest of the time, I'll be just, uh, you know, cleaning up stuff, closing out my email, changing the voicemail on my phone, I making People, sure all the The doctors want you dotted. to stay. The doctors want you to stay. It was very, stay. very nice. It's and crazy. I'm, and I'm very um, lucky and uh, pr- privileged to have worked with such great people over the years, but my job is posted. Uh, if anybody's interested in an MTM pharmacist and infectious disease clinic uh, at the University of Minnesota, you could contact uh, Fairview Pharmacy Services and look into that. You have to be a licensed ph- pharmacist in the state of Minnesota. Um, and even if you are not MTM certified, they could. Uh, help you with that and get I know get well, on LinkedIn they're uh, going hey what's the deal yeah. with that job actually I'm gonna <laughs> you know what right now there's a uh, a uh, too many pharmacists right now. You know, when I came to Minnesota 20 years ago, there was a pharmacist shortage. And hey, that's, that's how, how I, we met. That's how we met. But that's how I got here to Minnesota from out east. Uh, but right now the tables have turned and now there's too many pharmacists and not enough jobs. So I'm sure a lot of people will be applying for my job. But, you know, when I opened up my work email and I saw the job that was that my job was posted, I kind of like, Oh, I, I know. know. It kind of gave me like a little sad feeling, you know. Totally, it's and like I emailed I emailed my supervisor back, and I said, "Oh my gosh, I just saw that email, and I got sad." So she was like, "Well, I'm really happy that you know we're able to offer the position to somebody else because you know there's hiring freezes all over the place. There's pharmacies going out of business, and you know we're able to fill that." position um to help the patients in the uh infectious disease yeah. clinic so i'm i'm that's a good I, way to look find at somebody it. great they really will not and as great as you not <laughs> as great as you but then i'll get to see you 24 7 because i'm uh distance learning teaching here out of uh the mansion here <laughs> good thing we have a two-story house and we have a three i can go in the basement you too. can go in the basement too but that's you know what we have to do stay, stay out of each other's hair or else you know right yeah hey you know what? You're my best wife so far. <laughs> <laughs> You're my best husband so far. Let's well, keep thank it that goodness, way. Thank goodness. Hey, you know, things are looking good here in Minnesota. Uh, we've talked a little bit about that with mm-hmm. uh, a couple different polls, uh, 50, uh, 50% uh, blue mm-hmm. uh, Biden and um, uh, 40% for the orange one, 45. Where's the other 10% coming from? Well, Wendy, we're not doing math. They're the ones that are undecided. Mm. So that's why it's give or take 5%. Mm-hmm. I think so, you know, if it goes half and half, yeah. it's still going to be a good victory. And I, in all these other states, and I think uh, one of them that I was listening to uh, oh, that's normally just Republican to the max is now even Mm. And Florida's even too. Mm-hmm. I and spoke to 18 people today. Um, wow. Yeah, I spoke to 18 people today, and I did not bring up anything political at all, at all. And they all did brought up <laughs> political uh, references to me. And every single one, all 18, are voting for uh, Biden Harris. <laughs> and one told me that he 
he voted for uh, Trump in the last election oh. and w- and has been a lifelong uh, Republican, and he is going to be voting for Biden-Harris in this election. Well, it's not working. So, the things aren't working. Uh, the ads aren't working. And what's really different now, excuse me. Um, are you going to sneeze? Burp? I'm hey, sure. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> all my good cooking that's why i have this burp button um (laughs) and you know all these uh all all these uh uh people that voted for him and uh, all these commercials is what i'm going to say is all these ones about um trying to blame biden for all the unrest that he's caused are hilarious it's like well is biden president now maybe we should Maybe we should uh, blame uh, his go-to person, Obama, for all these things that are happening. Well, so it's a, it's interesting. You yeah, know. it is interesting. Uh, but I have to say that on my Facebook feed, um, I did have to um, unfriend a lot of people just because of the crazy things that they put up. Um, and there's still a few that it just when I go through my Facebook feed and I scroll, it just it sends kind of chills through my body that there are actually people out there who, you know, believe that, you know, what the president says, like he just said about the fires out West, um, that it's from land management and uh, there's too many twigs and, you know, dry, (laughs) dried up. And that may be true, but the fact of the matter is, is that they've had a drought for the past six years. And what is that from? That's from climate change, right? 56% or 56% of the land that's burning is federal Federal land. land, right? So he's trying to blame Obama on this. Right. Wow. I know it's crazy. But anyway, so we're all praying. I'm no, I'm praying for the people and the animals and everybody out there out West in California and Washington and Oregon, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, to just say that the uh, fires just hopefully it'll rain. Things will get under control. Nobody else has to die and things get under control because you know, it is really too much. I'm just thinking too, as I'm looking out the window and listening to you, mm-hmm. um, we got to give a shout out to our neighbor, Tom, for he listens to our oh, show all yeah, the time and he edged Tom. our grass. Yeah, and so yeah, it looks really such great. A good- neighbor just to do that out of the goodness of his heart and we're losing our other neighbor who snow blows everybody's uh the whole block yeah he lives like two doors down on they have small children it was really helpful when i had my knee that's right and he would just get his snowblower out in the sidewalk and just go up and down the whole sidewalk and it really really helped us so much i know and, um, i was taking pictures of you shoveling and struggling that winter it was like what is that two years ago <laughs> yeah. i was more fit back then that's when i used yeah. to go to my trainer but i've run down the block with the 20 pounds of sand on your shoulder now I'm, i need to start that again but since i'm retired i can't afford it so i just have to kind of go down to the basement and and pick up some tomato soup cans or something right yeah the big ones not just the, the, the big, big ones, ones. Yeah. yeah so what uh, what else wendy uh we had we uh we have saying goodbye to our little teeny boat we gave it away for to our daughter it's a, little, it's a dinghy right is that what it's really called yeah a dinghy and it's spelled differently with the g and an h it's oh, really weird okay. i don't know but so we went out on the mississippi river and they tested it out to make mm-hmm. sure that this gift was um good enough to keep yeah. and they loved it and then you made a, uh, an italian meal mm-hmm. and uh we stayed up late we and- stayed up late we we made a little bit too much merry last night and i was very <laughs> tired this morning and yeah. i was tired working all day today so i'll get used to it because you're retiring i know i'm gonna I be know. making merry every night that's um, right that's right. And then uh, I woke up and everything, it looked like nothing had ever happened to the house. So it's like you must have stayed up till three in the morning to clean. The oh, I had dog. to clean up everything. Because yeah. you're a great That's cook, right. but a messy cook. I am very messy. I mean, the kitchen is trashed when I get done with it. It totally is. Wow. But that's how I used to cook with my, my Italian grandmother, right? She, mm-hmm. Like we used to make homemade pasta and the whole kitchen would be flour all over like on the walls i don't even know how it got on the walls but it was just a, a wreck but See, we and i was the in the restaurant business food i was in the restaurant business for a long time when i was young yeah and you know worked as a dishwasher then a cook and right. then, or a prep cook and then a cook and you know worked as a waiter and all that but uh we you'd clean never it, we'd clean, clean as you go. go. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, that isn't. That's how my mom cooked. My mom was a more organized 
cooker and but uh, I just cook from my heart and never hardly follow a recipe. I'll get an idea about a recipe, but. Right. Um, well, you know, we should talk a little bit uh, when we come back. Mm -hmm. uh, I would really like to talk uh, uh, the story of our, 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 of our dogs, the dogs that we have right now. The story of our dogs? Yeah. Okay. When we come back. Sure. It's and, an, a uh, very interesting story. Right. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Exactly. The, the one of us, how we met is more interesting, but we're not going to ever talk about that on the radio. <laughs> I think our <laughs> listening audience would like to hear that yeah, story. Maybe at your podcast, uh, you can put it out there, but okay. not on my show. All right. Yeah. Whatever you want right. to do. So, hey, we're listening to Pilot's Progressive Party and up uh, up next, uh, a story about how we found our dog. This is Gregory Rich from Habitation Furnishing and Design and Drink in the Style. You may not realize it, but a trained, skilled interior designer cannot just beautify your space. They can functionify it as well. I don't know if that's a word, but it is a thing. So why not check out HabitationDesign.com and see if it looks like we're right for you. If it does, give us a call and let's schedule an appointment, in person or virtually, to make your home exceptional. HabitationDesign.com Hey, Cudigy to everyone. This is Robert Pilot of Native Roots Radio Network. In 2017, as a response to the shocking events that transpired at Standing Rock and the lack of accurate and honest information coming from local and mainstream media, we felt we had to do something about it. That is why we created Native Roots Radio, then Pilot's Progressive Party, and finally, the new Native Symposium. We're still here. These shows have been supported by local businesses, and as you all know, unfortunately, they are no longer able to support us during this difficult time of the pandemic. This is why I'm here today to ask you for your support. We feel it is so important to continue to bring this important information to you. Your support will help continue production and airtime costs. So please, if you can, visit Patreon Native Roots Radio Network and help in any way you can. Pinigi, and thank you for your support. Now, more than ever, we are being faced daily with a topic of human mortality. And for many people, estate planning has been top of mind. Getting your estate planning done now can be easy and cost-effective. Shroman Law offers virtual options for initial consultations so that new clients can safely initiate the process. With many facing uncertain financial situations, Shroman Law also offers affordable fees for legal documents. Learn more at shromanlaw.com. That's S-C-H-R-O-M-E-N-Law.com. I'm Candy Braffel, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings magazine and host of Green Tea Conversations, a new show for people who are on a journey to take responsibility for their health and play a more active role in their family's well-being. Join me every Sunday at 10 a.m. as I interview local experts who share the latest in natural holistic approaches in a fun and informative way. So grab a cup of tea and join the conversation as we awaken to natural health. Visit us at naturaltwincities.com. Welcome back to Pilot's Progressive Party. Wow, welcome back, Wendy. Welcome back. So we're going to talk about our dogs right now. Why don't yeah. you start the story? And well, I'll... once upon a time, <laughs> no, we uh, we went to get cat food because Wendy, when Wendy moved here from uh, New York, she brought her cat with her, Clyde, and Clyde loved me immediately. So that saved the relationship. And then um, we uh, were going to get cat food on the east side of St. Paul and uh, on the Sunray Mall and. Uh, we, you didn't realize this, but and I didn't realize this is that uh, I was brought up with a Chihuahua, and you were brought up with a Chihuahua. Right. Chihuahua. So we That's went to, to this. Say. We went to this pet store, and we saw these two little uh, Chihuahuas, and we just couldn't believe it. So we took them out and pet them and held them, and that, them anyway, we ended ring. up with uh, walking out of the store with a bag of cat food and the two Chihuahua dogs forgot. that we bought. Did I think we, we forgot about the, the cat, cat food. food. We came we home and the cat was mad at us. Too expensive But dogs. anyway, we had these dogs for many, many, many years. 16, right? 16 years. They died a week um, apart. apart from each other. But soon after we bought the dogs, we found out that this pet store was notorious for sourcing their the dogs from puppy mills so what we did was we supported puppy mills right 
we were part without of the problem knowing. without knowing, right? So, but as soon as we found out, we felt bad. Of course, we loved our dogs. We weren't going to get rid of our dogs, but we really talk a bit. Since then, we talked to people about how important it is to adopt and do not shop um, and that there's so many dogs uh, in shelters right now who need really good homes. But then after Mickey and Pancho died, um, I think I cried every day and I think it was three months later and you were like, you have to stop crying. How can we, what are we going to do to help you stop crying? And I said, I think we need more dogs. So I did. I emailed a friend of mine. There seems to be like a, a pattern here. You were crying when we sold our boat, too. Okay, go ahead. But anyway, so I emailed a person I know who fosters small dogs. And we are, we already knew that we wanted small dogs again. We didn't really care about the breed. Uh, but we wanted two, like a bonded couple, you know, bonded pair, older. older you know, dogs in need. So I emailed him and he said, yep, we have two dogs available. And these are the dogs. And then in later emails, he I, he kind of told us, well, it's not the full story. There's actually three dogs. It's a special story. It's yep. a special story. So this man, his name was Gary, um, fostered dogs and had dogs, and he had three dogs, and he just died very suddenly. Yeah, and Gary was big in the gay community, mm -hmm. the animal community, mm -hmm. and he worked at a bookstore. So yeah. people knew these knew dogs. knew these dogs, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we were very interested in, um, you know, in the guy who I, um, contacted his name was Barry and Barry said, just said you know we don't expect you to take three dogs that's crazy uh, but they were two you know two of them are bonded and we want those two to go together and then we think the other one could just be placed in another home but then we were like we don't want to separate them so we ended up with three dogs yeah. so we brought these three dogs home um one is a puppy mill su survivor. She was actually a breeder dog in a puppy mill for seven years. So right. she was in a puppy mill for seven years. She was a breeder dog. She stayed in the cage. What does that mean, being a puppy mill, for people that don't know? Yeah, so a puppy mill is a large breeding facility uh, where dogs just basically stay in their cage and they're they're like a factory. So they're just mm -hmm. bred over and over again. And their puppies are sold to pet stores and online and transported to other pet stores throughout the United States. And our Gracie was one of these breeder dogs. That's why it's always important when you do get a dog from a breeder, if you do, ask to see you want to see the, the mother you want to see those breeder they want you want to see the mom dog you want to see the the dad dog you want to see what kind of conditions the dogs are staying in you want to see where they sleep you want to see where they eat you want to see where their bowls are you want to see um where they walk and how they get exercise you want to see their veterinary bill, bills and records so yeah. you know that the dogs are healthy and it it's not a puppy mill dog. Little Gracie uh, was um, traumatized. She when was. We got her. Well, she for was seven years. So right. She stayed in this cage for seven years. She had a tag Small on with cage. her number. She didn't have a name. Nobody ever picked her up or talked to her. Nobody ever petted her. She never saw the vet. She has like three teeth in her mouth because of just poor nutrition. Um, they, she sure has they... atrophy in her back legs and really. Um, you know, just from being in that cage and not being able to uh, walk around um, and then, a lot and have any exercise. She never walked on a leash. And I'm sure they just brutally cut her, too, because she she's is so shy that... of getting groomed. And she has to get groomed because she's she's a Maltese, a little white Maltese. So she, her hair grows and we have to cut it. But we, we're doing really good with her now. We've had her for how long now? Uh, I want to say three years. Three years, yep. When and my hair was short. Yeah, and we have another dog, a little black Shih Tzu. Her name's Wanda. And uh, we had Emma, who was a Yorkshire Terrier. Uh, but when we got Emma, she was had she was already 13. Mm -hmm. So we had a couple of years with her, but Emma passed on. But um, really, you know, Emma do, never took a bad do research. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something, too. And I talk to people all the time. And sometimes people ask me, Wendy, where should I get a dog? What should I do? This was And I talk to them. And what do they do? They go to a breeder. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just like... Yeah. You know, right now in the United States, everyone has to have four dogs each to combat the homeless dog population in the United States. So every person, not family, every person has to have four. And it's even more for cats. So each yeah, person has seven. had seven cats uh, to um, combat the 
homeless cat population. So but yet people are breeding them, trying to make money and things like well, that. And you know what? People want these new designer mutts, right? <laughs> so they want the God. cockapoos and they want the labradoodles. And when and we were young, they were called what? Mutts. Yeah. Right. It's like now they're making breeds in the, right. in the, so in pe- the. Exactly. So people want, you know, dogs yes. that don't shed. Dogs that you're not allergic to, dogs that, you know, whatever. Right. Go to the shelter and find a dog or work with a, you know, a organization where the dog might be in foster care. Because right. then you really know a lot about the dog. Does yeah. the, is the dog housebroken? What or kind of be personality? a foster first and then you can be a foster failure and keep the keep the dog or, yeah. or the cat because right. that might be a good way to go. Yeah. You know, Wendy, I'm going to end the show here soon, but I want to say we're probably going to change the name to Wendy Pilot's Progressive Party because you did a bang up job here while I was sweating and struggling with uh, our Facebook live feed. Yeah. Talk to Jenny about the wall of forgotten natives, but just know everyone that there are homeless uh, people out there on Franklin Avenue. Um, before you go and bring anything or you want to help, go there and ask what they need right. uh, first. Um just because they had too much stuff last time. Right. Too much bad stuff. Yeah. It's like we're going, when we went to Stand Rock, people were bringing their dirty laundry and giving it away. It was just ridiculous yeah. and dumping. And so, yeah, be uh, look for those Facebook pages. There's a, a Wall of Forgotten Natives Part 2 on Facebook that asks specifically for things. Right. And a lot of times what we did, we brought diapers because they were... They were yeah. children who needed diapers, and that was a really and, sad and part. And remember, too, don't take pictures. It's not a zoo or anything mm-hmm. like that. And one thing I want to say before we end the show, Wendy, is uh, Friday is when voting starts. We'll be voting right away. We're going to be helping. That's awesome. Yeah, we're going to help people uh, get to the polls. And get also, yep. everybody needs to uh, help their friends and all you natives out there in the 11 tribes of Minnesota. You need to. Uh, you know, the numbers of people that uh, have signed up for the census are really low and we need to get that going because we're not going to have an extra month. This is the end of the month mm-hmm. here. And another quick thing I want to say is that we do a live symposium. Uh, we're still here. That's rebroadcast on AM 950 on uh, Saturdays, 6 to 10 or 6 to 8. And then we do the Rock the Boat Native Style at Tuesdays. Uh, where we have uh, all the native uh, politicians and we're going to have other things going on here really quick. Wendy, thank you for hosting the show. It was my pleasure. We know you can do it now so I can take a week off while you're retired and <laughs> just uh, just watch this whole thing on Facebook once we get Facebook Live going my again. My pleasure. Pina Giggy, you're listening to Pilot's Progressive Party.